Hey, Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 225, recording this on Monday, February 7th, 2022. Just a reminder, Guardians of the MCU is part of the Ram Cheddar Network. Please do check us out at ramcheddar.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord channel, and show merchandise from Public. I'm Tim. Joining me tonight, Sheba. Hi, Sheba. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing also, well. I just I just realized that that I, normally I don't make any mistakes or errors. So me calling you the wrong name in the last episode was my error. So now <laughs> you have to the feel bad. That's yeah, it for the year. That's, that's that's your only error. I'm pretty sure okay. that, I'm pretty sure that's happened twice. Like it's happened before. I was just thinking about that. I'm like I think I've done that before. Anyways, that's my mistake. So it it, it could be. I mean. You didn't call me Lizzie. Well, you know, which would be a huge insult to her. Um, it would just mean that I miss Lizzie a lot. That's all. It yes, means. we I we we all do. I'm looking forward to when yeah. Lizzie's going to be back with us. Yeah. Um, which which definitely should be soon. Uh, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this week we're or this episode we're doing a profile on Morbius. Uh, some interesting stuff here. Some there's some interesting behind the scenes stuff going on with Morbius that actually I didn't know until I pulled this, this profile together. Um, and, and I'm a pretty reasonable fan of, of the character of Morbius, uh, but kind of the, the, uh, the behind the scenes origins I, I wasn't aware of here. So uh, jumping into it, Morbius first appeared in the amazing Spider-Man number one Oh one in October of 1971. Uh, this issue is written by Roy Thomas. This is the first time that anyone other than Stan Lee wrote a Spider-Man comic. Whoa. Yeah. Kind of a big thing. Uh, Stan was consumed. uh, He was otherwise occupied writing a screenplay for an unproduced science fiction movie. I intended to chase that rabbit when I did the profile, so I would have the fun fact, but I forgot to, and I'm just realizing that now. So I don't know what said unproduced science fiction movie was. Well, you continue. I'm going to Google. Fantastic. I I, I was counting on you to do that, actually. Yes. Uh, so there was some original discussion in the, the uh, famous Marvel bullpen about bringing Dracula into the comic um but they decided instead to bring in an original costumed villain but they kind of kept going back to the dracula thing we're going to find out a little bit more about that in a moment uh gil kane who is the artist the penciler actually who created morbius in terms of his his physical appearance uh actually based a lot of uh morbius's human features on jack palance the actor um, if anyone remembers Jack Palance, um, he did a lot of Westerns, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, I think he passed away probably 12 years ago or so. Uh, pretty prolific actor. So the interesting thing here about uh, uh, vampires in comics is that for a very long time, vampires were not allowed to be in comics. Um, yeah. So in February of 1971, the Comics Code Authority, which is kind of the comic book industry's self-censorship board, they lifted a ban that had existed for years on vampires and other uh, supernatural types of characters. So kind of interesting. Yeah. So 
the funny thing here is though, is that uh, Morbius is actually not a supernatural vampire. He is a vampire that, that was derived by scientific means. Um, it was an oops. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but Morbius was featured for a while in Vampire Tales. This ran from 1973 to 1975. Uh, it was a mature audience black and white comic series published by Marvel's sister company, Curtis Magazines. Marvel also continued to run Morbius uh, in their Adventure into Fear series, which also ran from like 90, from 73 to 75. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bunch of guest appearances for like the next 16 years. Uh, was brought back in a self-titled series that released in 1992, which ran for 32 issues. Um, and that launched as part of the Rise of the Midnight Suns crossover arc. That is where I first came to know Morbius, um, being a big mm-hmm. Ghost Rider fan, and Ghost Rider's kind of the center of the Midnight Suns. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Morbius, uh, whose full name is Michael Morbius, he was a famed biochemist, uh, and he was imbued with a pseudo vampiric superhuman ability and tra- uh, abilities and traits after a failed experiment, which was intended to cure a rare blood disease, which he had. Mm-hmm. The blood disease itself was actually kind of pseudo vampiric, um, th- th- it, it, as it was, and then his experiment amplified it instead of doing away with it, and. It had to do with vampire bat blood and all sorts of other cool stuff. Um, so his his pseudo vampirism, and and that's really what they couch it as, because it's he's not a full on vampire. His pseudo vampirism actually mimics some of the powers and bloodlust of supernatural vampirism, uh, including the need to drink blood to survive, and uh, he's he he has an aversion to light. Um, So like in a lot of vampire lore, you see that like if vampires are touched by light, they like boil or explode or fry or something like really drastic and dramatic. Um, Not so much Morbius. He simply has an aversion to it. He loses some of his powers when he's exposed to light. He does apparently suffer some minor pain from it, Mm -hmm. um, but it's not, you know, it's not a killer for him. Right. Uh, his bones became hollow and he gained the ability to fly. Uh, this was kind of later explained in the comics that it had to do with, um, uh, what's the character? Havoc. Um, mm-hmm. Think of Havoc from the X-Men who uh, Havoc puts out like ultrasonic sound waves. Right, right. And that he can use as a weapon. He also uses it as an ability to, as, as, um, it, it it helps him fly by pushing out sound waves and, and those sound waves will give him lift. So right. they're kind of using the same explanation with Morbius that like a bat um, and he can mm-hmm. do uh, echolocation so he can emit this, you know, high pitched sound waves and stuff. So they're kind of doing the same thing with him and saying that that's his ability to fly. He's not flapping his arms or turning into a bat or anything like that. Um, right. Uh, let's see. He has superhuman strength, super speed, accelerated healing. Um, not to the extent of like Wolverine, but still pretty good. Uh, night vision. 
he, he has no vulnerability to like, you know, traditional vampire stuff. So like mm-hmm. this dude can eat a garlic pizza, drink a whole container <laughs> of holy water, hang out in a church, um, have silver piercings. He can do all that kind of stuff. He's he's fine with that. Um, right. You know, stuff that would like, you know, all out kill a, a you know, traditional Dracula like vampire. He's he's cool with. Right. Um, he also doesn't have any shape shifting abilities. So mm-hmm. as we've seen Dracula do and we saw in um, what's the movie series that was a book series. Oh, uh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. So he can't turn into a wolf or a bat or anything like that. And does he glitter in the sun? No, no, he, he does oh, not okay. do that. Uh, he can hypnotize beings of lesser willpower. So, you know, if he walks down the street and encounters an idiot, he can hypnotize <laughs> him. Um, yeah, so that's 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 pretty much it for for powers and and, and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Have you found anything yet on the the Stan Lee movie? Yes, I did. I found oh. a couple of things. Wait, there wait, was let's, apparently... let's let's take an intermission here and uh, tell us about the Stan Lee movie. It says so. I was looking up a 1971 screenplay or whatever, um, and I found fun facts about Stan Lee. So one of them says that Lee became a film screen screenwriter when he worked with documentary filmmaker Alain René whose films included Nuit et Brouillard about Nazi concentration camps. And then, <coughs> excuse me, it says the pair worked on two films between 1968 and 1971, The Inmates and Monster Maker, that were never produced. So apparently Monster Maker, since it says it yes. was a sci-fi movie, that was the yes. one that he was working on. Interesting. Exactly. And little did I know that we were going to get a French lesson there, too. Oh, you're welcome. So that's that's fantastic. Thank you. Yep, that was all my my French my French pronunciation. <laughs> I was like, people are going to be like, "What the heck is that?" And I have to be like, "Well, what I mean, meant was Elaine Resne is probably how people might pronounce that." And <laughs> that's, that's how people like me would pronounce it. <laughs> I just because I say it so fast, and people are like, mm, "Okay, what is that? What is that?" So we just yeah, yeah. that's kind oh. of you know. You, you have to you, Google it. You add authenticity to the <laughs> Guardians of the MCU, Shiva. Thank you. I do my best. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, let's see. So he first appeared as an enemy of Spider-Man. Um, again, it first appeared in Spider-Man uh, or Amazing Spider-Man 101. Uh, for a while, was an enemy of Spider-Man, regularly clashed with him, uh, not only because he does have to go around killing people because he has to drink blood. Uh, but also because of his desire to find a cure for his condition, which periodically keeps coming around to his desire to experiment with Spider-Man's blood. Um, Hey, dude with radioactive spider blood, maybe you'll cure me. I mean, so many people are after Spider-Man for that reason alone. They're like radioactive spider. Yeah. He's got that blood. All right. We we need some of it. Like, I think there's a few of his enemies that are like, they're fixated on that. He, he actually did. At one point, drank some of Spider-Man's blood, um, mm. and it did uh, temporarily uh, not cure him, but it, it suppressed a lot of the pseudo vampirism mm. things. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, but basically, his story morphed into that of a tragically flawed anti-hero. Uh, he has a long history of drinking blood from innocent and guilty alike. Uh, eventually, he was taken into custody and tried for murder because he killed people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he was actually defended by Jennifer Walters, also known as she Hulk. There we are. Um, and uh, she she stood up for him and uh, got him convicted instead of involuntary manslaughter due his due to his medical condition. Mm-hmm. Now, in this storyline um, of She Hulk, while she was defending him, he I guess got access to a lab because you know mm-hmm. when you're a prisoner on a murder trial, you clearly get access to laboratories. I oh, guess yeah. I don't know. Sounds. Uh, sounds- <laughs> Sounds like it's correct. Yeah. Uh, he developed a serum for Jennifer Walters, which allowed her to transform at will into She-Hulk. Um, so apparently at the time, she was going back and forth. And, and so She-Hulk, very similar to Hulk, has kind of gone through some different iterations. I believe right now and for a long time, she has permanently been She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. But with the Jennifer Walters personality. So it's not like a Hulk banner type of yeah. thing like where when Hulk kind of takes thing. over, then yeah, raging beast. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of more like the smart Hulk that we saw in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, she was turning from Jennifer Walters into Hulk. Um, and I believe kind of more along the traditional lines of the banner Hulk thing when Banner got really ticked off or whatever, then he would turn into this rage beast. And you know, <clears throat> that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but there's a period of time before kind of this merging uh, to create, you know, we'll call her the smart She-Hulk that she was able to uh, kind of put away the rage beast and instead transform at will mm-hmm. into She-Hulk. And that was assisted by the serum that was developed by Michael Morbius. Um, let's see later on after this, he was, uh, he was caught again, but this time by ghost rider, um, and ghost rider is very big on innocent people getting killed. Like he's very much opposed to it, Mm -hmm. uh, which you wouldn't think from a guy with a flaming skull. (laughs) And so, uh, by threat of a very, very painful death, uh, Morbius vowed to only drink the blood of guilty people Mm -hmm. to which ghost riders like, Oh, Cool. All right. You and I, we're like kindred spirits. This is awesome. Um, new so, friend. Yeah. So it was at that point then that Morbius joined the Midnight Suns because he found new friends. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mor- Morbius was a signatory to the Superhuman Registration Act uh, and cooperated with the S.H.I.E.L.D. to capture Blade and several others. Um, he and Blade don't get along well at all when you consider that Blade is a vampire hunter. I- and Morbius say, is like, kind of this vampire guy. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Not friends. Not friends. Um, And they kind of continue to just like try to screw each other over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a long history of that. Morbius and Spider-Man uh, continue to kind of have this uneasy alliance uh, because he still kills people, which Spider-Man is very much opposed to, even though they're bad people. Um. Spider-Man believes in the justice system and all that kind of stuff, not, you know, draining the blood of bad guys. Yeah. Um, in his desire to find a cure for his pseudo vampirism, he's allied with uh, people like Lizard and Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he still does kind of occasionally walk this line, you know, over to the other side. Uh, he has a strong friendship with uh, Werewolf, a.k.a. Werewolf by Night. 
right. character we've talked about quite a bit, um, and is often allied, as I mentioned, with the Midnight Suns, of which Werewolf is uh, an occasional member. Uh, the Midnight Suns, by the way, and, and maybe we'll do a full episode at some point on on the Midnight Suns, um, yeah. because some really interesting stuff, and 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 it's the side of things that I really really love from from Marvel, um, but. I expect that the MCU is going to kind of go in this direction at some point. Um, the Midnight Suns, also known as the Nine, um, as named by Doctor Strange, according to some lore that only Doctor Strange knows. Um, they are basically the Earth's last defense against the occult. Um, now, of course, their membership has been far more than nine people. Um <laughs> And it's, you know, rotating membership like the X-Men and the Avengers and pretty much every other team that's out there, uh, but includes Doctor Strange, uh, Ghost Rider. Um, it's been the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, the Dan Ketch Ghost Rider, both of them, neither of them. Uh, it's it's yeah. Uh, Blade, of course, which makes it interesting when Morbius and Blade are on the same team. Uh, Man Thing, uh, Moon Knight has actually been um, a, a member of the Midnight Suns before. So there's, again, we can kind of see some connections here to the MCU um, and maybe where some of these some of these things are going. Uh, he's also teamed directly with Doctor Strange on several occasions for different things. Morbius has appeared in several animated Spider-Man series, multiple video games. Um, this was another thing I didn't know, which I got to check out and actually find the deleted scene. Um, at this point, you can probably find it on YouTube or something. He had a cameo in a deleted scene of the movie Blade, the 1998 movie with uh, Wesley Ooh. Snipes. Yeah, he was actually he was apparently like he was on top of a tower or something like looking over and seeing Blade like that was it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Sony's Morbius is set to release on April 1st of this year. Mm-hmm. which I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. Um, I was, it looks like it's going to be, I'm hoping it's not going to be what they did for, at least for me, for what they did with Venom. They were yeah. like, it's going to be so dark and it's going to be a horror movie. And I was like, okay. And then I went and I'm like, where's the horror? I'm laughing more than I'm being scared. Yeah. Which would have been fine if I'd known it was, that was how it was going to be. I would have probably enjoyed it, but I was so annoyed that it wasn't scary. I'm like, I'm expecting to be scared. Mm-hmm. Like scare my pants off kind of thing. So I'm going in with like zero expectations for this. It looks interesting. And that's all I'm going to, that's, those are the only expectations I have for it. And I'm hoping that it'll be better than I expect. Yeah. It, it does look wonderfully dark um, mm-hmm. and horror esque. And, and I really do hope that it is. I, I it's that it's what they need to do with this character. Um, yeah. And, 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 and of course, you know, still with a balance of some comedy. And we even saw in the trailer where Morbius, you know, is in some guy's face and he's like, I'm Venom. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which, again, I was like, <laughs> but I hope that they don't do like what they do with, with Venom where they, they showed all the funny parts. And then you watch it and they're like, but OK, now we saw all the funny parts. Like I yeah. want some, to leave some to to the actual movie. But I am interested also with Morbius because they have they did show a clip of um uh, what's his name vulture you know michael keaton's mm, character yes, yeah him interacting with him with with him that we've also seen like on the background posters we've seen um you know a spider-man poster that says murderer on it and looks like toby mcguire's spider-man you know there's a lot of speculation that hey when you know 
again, spoiler alert for if you haven't seen No Way Home, um, but then when the other spider spider men went back, were they sent back to a time where, you know, everything was reset kind of thing? Mm. So would it be that they think that Tony, that sorry, not Tony, that um, Toby Maguire's Peter Parker had killed Green Goblin and nothing mm. else had been fixed after that. So now right, that's why they right. think he's a murderer. So people are wondering how that fits in with the rest of the Spider-Man universe, which again, sure. that's something I'm interested to to find out about. I'm not the only reason, obviously, but I like that it's connecting those things as well. And I'm always a fan of things connecting. So yeah, me too. Me too. It, it just, it, it makes the universe feel bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and especially with movies like this, where it's a new character, at least new to the films. And, you know, obviously it's the origin story. So it's all centering around that character and it's kind of, okay, we know it's a Marvel comics property. Mm -hmm. How or where or when is it like fitting together in with the rest of these other things that you've done, even though we don't see like that, like we were talking about in the last episode, like, Hey, there's no Spider-Man that's in there. Yeah. But we are getting, you know, the Spider-Man wanted poster. We are getting Vulture and Vulture clearly interacted with Spider-Man. He was put in prison by Spider-Man. So there's these other things. So even though we don't get like the, you know, the the main superhero um, of the franchise, we're at least still getting other contextual things. And I I, I agree. I, I like that a lot, too. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, So what we learned today is that Michael Morbius is not really a vampire. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of a quasi-vampire. Uh, we also learned that um, Stan Lee wrote a science fiction movie. What was it called? The Monster? Uh, it was. Oh, I closed it. Ah. I think it was the, the <laughs> Hold on, I can. Something uh, I just about a monster. Alain- he wrote it with Alain René. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, it was Monster Something because the other one was Le something Minuit, Midnight, something like that. It was something about yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and, and that uh, the character of, of Michael Morbius was based on uh, physically on Jack Palance. So, yeah, th- there's, there's a lot of uh, fun things in here um, that, that, were discovered so oh, and it was monster maker monster maker there we go there we go all right folks uh that is going to do it for this episode of guardians of the mcu uh please do join us again next week uh for more news and discussion on the marvel cinematic universe take care 